Loading artist Audio inside Loading artist Audio inside Oh, it's Oddcast, it's Oddcast, it's Oddcast Yeah, yeah, yeah Listen by your easel, maybe you can grab a chair Or even take it with you like you ain't got no care Loading artists Audio inside Loading artists Audio inside So sit back and relax and grab your headphones too Adjust your volume, it's Oddcast Philip J. Mellon welcomes you, so sit back, oh yeah, it's Artcast. Loading artists, audio inside. Loading artists, audio inside. Sort of, I mean, like, one of the things about making smaller work, it's sort of like, you can see it in your periphery, and it, it doesn't, um, you know, shock you when you go into a room. It's sort of like, it can meet you at these moments where it's like, sometimes you, you go to the museum, or it's like you've been looking at this one work in reproduction, and you're going to go see, um, uh, you know, whatever, the Mona Lisa, and you're, or you go to the Rothko Chapel, and you're, you're waiting to have the Rothko moment, and, and you have that moment, and you don't have it. Um, but then you go home and, you know, uh, there's like a painting, it's kind of like scrubby uh, the corner of your eye. You catch that. And like, those are the moments of grace or the moments where we're really changed. So it's like sometimes like wanting to have that experience and you don't have that. Or, or you, you know, you go to the Rothwell Chapel and it's like nothing. And you go home and you're, you're on Tumblr and then there's sort of like, uh, you know, um, there's, there's the Rothko wedged in between like, uh, whatever, some shoes or, yeah. uh, and then you sort of have that Rothko moment that you um, didn't anticipate. You can sort of like be met in, in that experience. Then. But I think, uh, yeah, we kind of psych ourselves out a lot of times. Or like being in the studio, you know, you're in the studio, you're going to have, have that studio time. And I, like a lot of people just talk sort of like, just think about being able to sit with it for, you know, three hours. And if you stick around for the fourth hour, then it gets weird. And then, like, you know, when you get to the end, then it gets really kind of desperate. And then you get, you know, your painting for the day. I tend to, like, work really good at the beginning. And then it's sort of like I make I make something good. And, like, it's just like shit. But then, like, at the end, it's like it's good again. So it's sort of like, I don't know what that is, but it's, it's sort of like the way I'm set up in the moment. Um, but I think that's a common experience, probably, for artists. So let me officially welcome you to Hotcast, Peter. Thanks, Philip. Good to be here. Cool. Thanks. Yeah. So my first question. Yeah. When did you fall in love with art? I feel like you became an artist. Okay. 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 Um, I think there's, like, degrees of indoctrination. I think it doesn't happen all at once. I think 
we're sort of going along as children and, and, and making our stuff and it's great and we're just sort of expressing these things and making the marks and putting the colors down and it's all sort of perfect there's sort of like perfect placement and the color is right and it's surprising and I think a lot of that has to do with doing something for the very first time you know there's there's a degree of possibility there that tends to close down right away I think uh part of uh like kind of falling into that is I don't know I think um you're sort of making your work and then you're making other people's work or you're making work that's bad and you don't know that it's bad and then you sort of get you know you, you, I don't know you, you see that uh, you're making work that's already been made but you keep making it I think there's some aspect of doggedness that just um you know you keep coming back it's like a puppy that kind of hangs out until you know you realize that you're a you know you're a dog owner one day uh, <laughs> i think uh once you're making the work for a while and you you have uh, you know really smart people starting to respond i think that's like a benchmark um oh, cool. yeah. i think once the work starts to act as you know like it, it like you know, can contain ideas and can contain ideas that you didn't uh, anticipate like it can be it can kind of generate some sort of energy there so I think that, um, you know, there's just, I guess everyone has their own life events where they start to think, like, this might be, you know, more than a whatever. It becomes more like a vocation um, than just something to do therapeutically. I think once the work starts to generate the work, I think that was, like, a period where I was thinking, like, this is really kind of up and running. But that wasn't until maybe 10 or 15 years after I was kind of self-consciously making work, but I mean, I, I think just being attracted to it, I think just wanting to do it and doing it, whether it's good or bad or how it changes over time, I think just just doing it, it's a compulsion, so I think, you know, I was like 18 or 19, and it was, you know, it was still with me, and it had sort of changed, and I had been, you know, disappointed by uh, what that I thought were true or, or, or things that, that changed or I wasn't uh, so good at this or I was good at that. Uh, I don't know. I felt a little bit out of step with maybe um, the other work of people of my own age that I was looking at or it was like it was time to go to art school, but I didn't know about art school yet. So I was like 21 or 22 when I started thinking like I might, I, you know, I think I might be an artist. And, um, you, you know, it's sort of a bit of a shock. And then you have to tell people that you're an artist, and that's sort of embarrassing. And then you just, yeah. you know, you have to do the work, which is slow and kind of awful. And, um, you know, there are those periods of blockage where you think, like, maybe that was it. Maybe I, I don't have it anymore. But I think, you know, you just sit with it, and, um, you know, it changes or you change. And, um, you know, it's, it's stuck with me, you know, closer than anything else that I've known. So, um yeah, I don't know. I, I think I think those are the things. But, it, you know, it takes a while to realize that something unusual is going on. <laughs> something unusual is going on? Something unusual is going on, yeah. I mean, um, it, it's kind of an odd thing to do, to sit in a room and, and to paint. I mean, it's sort of an anachronistic. Uh, and then you sort of get into maybe a defensive mode where you have to apologize and then sort of uh, explain why you're why you're doing this to your to your family or to other artists. I don't know which is worse. But um yeah, uh I think dealing with periods that are more fallow and then just sort of continuing you know, continuing along.
You'll be fine. <laughs> Ready for another question? Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. How important is formal art training to an artist? Uh, I suspect not as important as the informal training. And, and then I think it just sort of depends on your means and your, you know, your qualities as a person, how well, you know, one takes to institutions or a classroom. I think, like, there's not a great shortcut for, you know, one's education, whether, you know, like self-education or uh, you know, something like you're in a in an art program, but I think um, I, I think it could cut out a lot of fat if you were in the right program. But I think it just sort of a crapshoot. Uh, I didn't do a formal art training exactly. It's like I went to school. You know, I, I took a degree from IU. You know, I'm in Bloomington. I have a bachelor of art or something. I don't know. I didn't I didn't go to art school, but I took like art history courses, and I was sort of around. Um, I, I wasn't uh, interested in the art program here, but it was like a wonderful resource in terms of, you know, the library or you could, you know, see the exhibits of, you know, put up in the museum. There's like a tiny museum here, which has a nice collection. And what was really important to me as I was going along in my mid-20s was um, uh, looking at stuff on paper, having uh, the people pull work out because they were very nice about that here. Uh, I, don't, I don't think they got a lot of people that were coming individually. I think they have a lot of classes and they take, you know, the chestnuts out and, and do the do the lessons. But, I mean, like, there was a great collection that you could just, uh, you know, request and go look at stuff privately or just um, just in your spare time. I don't know. It's like I, I, I was a little bit out of a groove. So I was like, uh, at a certain point, I had looked at a lot of stuff, but I hadn't done much. And then at other points, I was doing a lot of stuff but wasn't looking at much. So I think, like, it sort of comes to, the like, the Internet. <laughs> you can um, take care of a lot of it yourself. I think that's, there's, you know, you just got to look at the shit and do it and look at as much as you possibly can. And I think it could be, I think it might have been harmful at a certain point for me to be, like, in on, you know, critiques or if I had to you know, a professor who I wasn't so, I don't know, in sync with or wasn't so sympathetic to what I was doing or, I don't know, couldn't, uh, I don't know. I just think that it's a really precious thing, and I think that sometimes school can uh, take a lot of fun out of, out of the art making or it can take a lot of money to get the formal degree. And when I was, like, 18 or 19, I really... There was, like, so much emphasis on, like, the blue-chip art school. So it was like, you know, get the pedigree. you got to go to Yale or Columbia or, you know, I, I wanted to go to SAIC in Chicago. And, like, these are wonderful programs. But um, it's, it's sort of like about financing it. And it's sort of, I mean, you might get into a hot program at the moment where it cools down. Or it's sort of, like, hard to find where your people are at. And I think the Internet has identified our people a little bit. I think it's different for our generation. I think if you go to uh, art school and it's like a great experience, you still always have like the friends and enemies and the prejudices, you know, of that school and of that program. And it's sort of, I don't know, I think it's sort of something to be dealt with. I don't think there's a, a right thing to do or a wrong thing, but I think there's more possibility now than there was 10 or 20 years ago. 
And I think that's a wonderful thing. Um, and I and I can see how uh, people can be, you know, better self-educated now than in the past. And I think these things can, you know, be porous and work, you know, work in tandem. It doesn't have to be one thing or the other. I think it would be great if the cost of our education went down. And I'm sort of, you know, skeptical about uh, some, uh, like, entrenched academic ideas. Uh, and I think it has to be kind of questioned, you know, continually. I think if you have, like, uh, you know, 90% of the people that are showing in commercial galleries that came out of MFA programs, I think that is, uh, I think that's limiting, ultimately. I don't know if it's 90%. I'm not sure what the, what the thing is, but it just seems like so much emphasis on, on getting the MFA. I think it's starting to change. I think people are, are kind of reevaluating that. And I think it's I think it's a really interesting time. I think it's starting to kind of pay out a little bit. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I think it's not a great, great system. I think, uh, I think they could be better. I don't know. What do you, what do you think? Um, well, did you suffer with uh, with thinking that you had to do uh, some formal training? Did you? I, I didn't really mind the formal training. Um, went to uh, the Pennsylvania Academy of Fighter. Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think I think it's important. I, I just posted an image on Facebook. I think it was yesterday of one of my landscape paintings from back in those days, and I think I learned so much about painting from that class, you know, how to move paint around and how to look. And um, I think it may not be necessary to get the formal training as long as you do the work yourself somehow. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think it's, it's to, to the student to pull everything out of the, you know, the experiences as possible. I think it can take a while to shake, Mm -hmm. shake it off, you know, after graduating. Yeah. So it, I think it's different for everyone, really. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So how old were you when you went to, to art school? Yeah. Um, I think I was like 22. Okay. Yeah, I'd gone to a community college beforehand. Yeah. And part-time and then went full-time. Yeah, I, I think like the, the period in our lives where we enter into these programs are really important. And I always find it like heartening to find uh, people in their 30s and 40s and, and MFA programs. And I, and I you know... If I could find one that that fit, you know, I would certainly <laughs> really rush at the opportunity. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. It just didn't it didn't quite click ever. And and there were times where I thought I was about to go into school or I was enrolled, and it just um, I couldn't I couldn't make it work. And sort of in the meantime, things were happening, and I was getting a little bit of blowback from people whose work I had a lot of respect for, and I and I started to think that maybe you can. You could also, you know, there was another way. Yeah. So I'm, I'm interested whenever people uh, deviate a little bit. But I don't know. I guess it's, it's different. It's different schools, right? I like being in lectures, and I like listening to you know, podcasts of people lecturing and, and things like that. But it's sort of like if it happens at my own pace, it's easier. If, if I have to do it, then um, it's just terrible for me. It backfires. <laughs> I don't know about you, but um, that's one of the things that's so nice about, you know, your program and the Internet. It's all sort of available. and You can kind of yeah, yeah. Work, work around it or work it into your life. Or if you're not ready to look at, you know, DeCurico, uh when you're 18, uh, you, know, True. you know, you can look at it when you're 
34 and kind of like get get a lot of the stuff. I mean, a, a lot of the stuff that I was just being shown, I was not ready for the ideas. I just couldn't handle them. Uh, and then they sort of come back around and you, you see that you've changed. And that's, that's really humbling. That's, that's like a odd sort of thing that happens and that I've gotten used to happening and that I anticipate sort of like a strong negative reaction. It's like a prelude to falling in love. Sometimes, not always, but, um, you know, it, it's good. To, it's good to feel things, Philip. <laughs> <laughs> uh, these strong emotions. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, um, yeah. I wanted to ask you, uh, you mentioned the internet quite a bit, and I want to switch up my question a little or amend it and say, yeah. what, what what's your favorite thing about the internet? My favorite thing about the internet? I think I mean is is an artist can I do that? I'm gonna do that. sure yeah yeah my my favorite thing about the internet is that uh, it, uh, it it really allows one to address uh, the public um, directly and like it's hard to know what public you're being addressed but you uh, there there's not a buffer between us as, as you know image makers or just uh, people generating content and. Yeah. Um, I, you can just put it out there, and it's sort of ruthlessly democratic. Um, either it's like an indelible image, or it's not, or people can use it, or it, it enters into the conversation or not. And I think it sort of takes the pressure out of it. You can kind of just, like, uh, put stuff up and, um, you know, just uh, see what happens. I, I think it's like that direct line of communication, which I think is so such a radical shift. I mean, um, you, you don't have... Uh, publications or galleries that are kind of mediating this, and I think that's probably yeah. uh, nervous making for for some people, and I think it should be you know like wildly exciting for us. So I, I think that is really the most exciting thing, and it's sort of like uh, if it's all kind of for the art and for the you know the wider uh, conversation, then I think it's such it's such good news for uh, for our art history internet yeah um and i think we you know we'll see it continuing to change uh it's it's really hard to imagine like 15 years ago it's like i don't know how old i think we're about the same age i remember sort of like getting an internet connection in the house like right you know like a pretty like devastating time like right around <laughs> like puberty like right around 12 so it's like all yeah. all this stuff you know all this all this filthy art history coming into my home. Um, but, you know, you're exposed, and, um, and you, you can't not be exposed. Um, I, I think getting to put the stuff out there, and, and I think that's sort of the ultimate. I think that's really all, I mean, like everything else is kind of crazy. But you can you can make your work, and you can have your work shown. And um, it right. doesn't bother me that it's, a, that it's JPEG, I think. Images are, are images, and objects are objects. And I think um, uh, kind of like as people that are painting uh, today, uh, we, we take responsibility for both. But, you know, I'm, I'm really interested in sort of uh, disseminating the images and putting them up and sort of to take away that preciousness of the, um, uh, uh, the, the, the work itself, um, which is uh, like kind of an unusual kind of artifact. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm interested in, in compositions. But I'm, I'm yeah. interested in, in that both things are happening. Um, yeah, I, I think reproduction is great. <laughs> um, you know, the work is starting to reproduce itself, I think. Um, I don't know. It's like the glut of images. 
you, you the, the work really has to prove itself. I mean, we put our stuff up on Facebook, right? Right. So all you know, like the stream, and it's sort of like, um, what what holds, you know, what what grips, and um, that's sort of a mystery. I'm not really sure, but I can kind of see it happening, and I think artists get excited uh, when they see that happening. Um, it, it's an unusual. Um, an unusual circumstance, but I think it's very, very positive. I don't know. You, you, you feel pretty good about the internet. Do you ever worry about uh, getting back to a pre-internet time? I think. Uh, well, I, I think I think there needs to be some sort of a balance. I, I you know, I, I, it's come up in some of these interviews where you know the the physical painting or sculpture, what have no. you, will never be replaced. Of course. Yet, I can post a painting. And you can see it all the way in Indiana, yeah. where, I mean, granted, you're not seeing the the, the painting in, in, in the real, but we can still have a conversation about it. Yeah, ab- absolutely. Um, I know what you're saying. It's sort of like through the work, I might not, you know, get, get the timber of your voice right down, but it's like, uh, yeah, it's like you, it, it's pretty good. And I think like the the uh, you know like the, the geography, like like the art center is really online now. This really, you know, widening community of people. It's so exciting to be able to, uh, you know, address not just the people in your, you know, your hometown or the people in your graduate program. It's like you're speaking to people all over the world and people with like really radical different, uh, you know, levels of education or sophistication or people. Yeah, points in their career. Yep, yep, yeah. I mean, it's it's so exciting. Um, There's some. Really legit, wonderful the artists that uh, that are that are generous enough on Facebook to, to look at our stuff and they've been around. yeah yeah um, yeah it's, it's so exciting to have that uh, those individuals that you can that you can that you can reach and you couldn't before um, right. you would have to you know you would have to be in a program you would have to be at the right party or, or whatever you would just have to have yeah, true. yeah and now it's like you put it it stays there it's nice it stays put. And then you sort of, you know, some things maybe you want to redact that you can't. So that's like an interesting problem. But yeah, it's. I'm sorry, some, some things. What? Some things you, you might want to redact, you know, like take down. Um, it's like. Yeah, I do that all the time. I, I, didn't, <laughs> I didn't mean that painting with all the triangles. Um, yeah, yeah. But you can't take it back. So that's odd. How do you get yourself out of creative block? It's a good question. I I tend to work and then work and work and then I get to a point where I need to kind of take a breather. It's yeah. it's sort of I mean I I've, I've been blocked before. I would sort of I think I was talking about like you know you, you're making work and it's kind of dead ends or you're making work and you find that it's somebody else's work so you have to you know think about that and then then readjust. I think just like a pause. I think just sitting with it, I think just sitting with it and kind of like soaking yourself in, you know, uh, a museum or in, you know, poetry. I think it takes a while. I think that, um, I, I like something that Kathy Bradford said about paying attention to like the, um, like the outliers in the studio, things that look like maybe a, a one-off, maybe you didn't anticipate them or they kind of like hang out in the corner of the studio like an unusual sort of, uh, 
incident, and, and maybe you don't pay too much attention to it. But uh, it, it's usually those things that are kind of announced in the next phase in work. So it's like now I have like the creative, uh, you know, creative diarrhea. It just uh, comes out, and I sort of yeah. to uh, kind of meditate on that and, and sit with it. And uh, um, it's sort of just looking, you know, put stuff up on the wall, see if it keeps going. I mean, a lot of times the stuff I'm really excited about, I'll put it up and it dies, and I didn't anticipate that. Or the stuff that I'm most uncomfortable with is, is, is you know, like what, what Kathy said, the stuff that is really the um, – that, that becomes lively suddenly. So I don't know. Uh, or, you know, you could despair. I think that, you know, get, getting frustrated, that's yeah. probably good, too. I don't know. Um, some of, like, my, my real heroes are the people that just, like, made the stuff and are kind of, like, dragged along by it. But I think, like, when there's nothing to be said or, you know, you just sort of wait and, and pay very close attention, um, I, I think I think that. And I think, like, don't sweat it, maybe, if, if you're blocked. I think, like, there's a lot of, you know, it's so nervous-making. Um, you really want to yeah. get unblocked and push, you know push against it, and, and I think just um, uh, having uh, some some relax, you know, to learn how to relax and, and figure out what what is right for you know the individual. However, however, a person can relax. I mean, um, just step away. I think don't sweat it. Do something else, um, and then then come back and, and see what's going on. And if you're still blocked. You might, you might be fucked, but um, even that, you know, doesn't last. It seems. I mean, you you hear stories about people that don't make work for years, and then they go, yeah. Um, and like those are you know, real, real heroes of mine because that's really. Um, I mean, it, it's that's a tough confront. Uh, you know, and then you sort of like have to continually regenerate the work you've got to keep keep making it and keep you know taking care of the blank canvas or whatever the blank page um but i think uh, i think you sort of have to love that and love the cycles and it's sort of like when you're in a down cycle it's sort of like it's a ballast against the um the activity so i think if, if you're making work and then you stop making work for a while and you don't know what to do next that's 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 probably the you know positives you've gotten yourself to a point where um time on the internet as we've been talking about uh i think it's in uh one of the, one of the ways i get away is is looking at other work not necessarily my own sure. but what what i see online i mean that's where i get most of my work sadly but um but yeah that's that's probably the major thing i've been trying to read a little more okay lately um i think that helps Which, and and, and it's you, nice to have are you, i'm sorry sorry to interrupt are you reading like um is about art? Are you reading text, or is it uh, nothing to do with art? Well, it's uh, it's actually Tao Te Ching uh, I've been reading lately. Yeah, yeah. that'll take uh, and you that, right away. Yeah, that's, what's that? Well, I said that'll take you there. I think it's like yeah, very much about art. 
Yeah, and talking about not being ready at a certain age for, say, certain artists, um, I first came across it, uh, a roommate of mine had a copy, and I tried to read it. I was, like I said, I was probably 22, 23. Yeah. I, I couldn't, I couldn't get it. Like, I couldn't fathom, it, you know, it at all. And, uh, which is interesting because it's almost, like, to fathom it, you have to unfathom it. <laughs> or, and I think there's just a lot to be said, uh, just from that exposure and, and it yeah, across yeah. whatever. I think, like, if you just sort of sit in it and, uh, you, you don't have to understand it, you can just listen or you can just look. And I think that's sort of like, uh, learning how to read, uh, poetry, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. Being totally stymied or put off, uh, but just to, you know, to sit with it and to be able to sit with that confusion. Um, and it takes a long time, but I think that, uh, yeah, as, as humans, that's, that's really one of the, uh, yeah, it's sort of like a responsibility. I, I think it's a really wonderful thing that we can do. So I have, um, yeah. I'm going to toss in my, what I always call my favorite question. All right, man. All right. So can you use three to five words to describe your work? Yeah. Yeah, I knew you would ask. I knew you would ask. I, it's, it's difficult. I mean, uh, I, I maybe like um, not always so. I mean, Not always so? Always so. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested in, in how things change, and, and it's sort of like examining, um, uh, you know, the opposite whatever you're doing and sort of like kind of testing ideas against their opposite is, is something that's been really difficult and something that I've kind of made myself do. So it's sort of like when I'm making my triangles or whatever, um, and then, and then like there's a, you know, there's a person, and like the figure announces itself. And it's sort of like, I, I just sort of allowing things to happen. I, I think allowing the work to change, it, it feels a little bit more, true to my experience, to my daily, you know, lived experience. I mean, I, I like the word uh, modesty a lot when, when talking about yeah. artist work and, and, and generous is another word that I'm big on. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah, I don't know if I would, you know, use that word to describe my own work, but I'm sort of interested in, in kind of reaching around a little bit in, in, in the dark, and I think, like, you get to a point where you're uh, grasping, and, like, at that point of vulnerability is, is really when um, you can surprise yourself, and I was yeah. Clear about when we're children and when we're doing this stuff for the first time, and like, I know it's like uh, artists waxing wonderful about like the art of children, but I mean like it, it, it's the stuff that's being, you know, expressed and, and not not questioned so much. So it's not really, it's not quite art, but I mean like there's a component that's so necessary there, and like when as artists we can recover those moments um, and, and filter through our experience and our knowledge whatever sophistication we have about what we're doing, um, that's when it's really magical. Um, I wanted to ask you yeah. if you have an artist quote you'd like to share. Um, there, uh, yeah, an artist quote. I, uh, I think, um, it's kind of like, this is pithy. This is, this is more of an anecdote. I, I, I like the story about, um, uh, Stanley Kubrick and Jerry Lewis were were they were in the same editing facility. Stanley Kubrick was working on 2001, and, and Jerry Lewis was working on something. Was unhappy with it, and he he told that um, to Stanley Kubrick, "You couldn't, you can't, you can't polish."
much a turd. And then Stanley Cooper said, you can if you freeze it. And I think that's really, uh, wow, that's revealing. I think that's pretty deep um, because, uh, you know, you, you do what you have to do, self-reliance. Um, you, I don't know, there's always a way. I'm, I'm interested in like that, you know, that, that grappling. Um, so, yeah, that's been a sustaining anecdote. I don't, I don't have anything else that's like handy. I mean, I, I read wonderful affirmative things all the time, but I keep, I keep coming back to that. Yeah, I, I wow. Who's <laughs> your turn? I don't think I've ever heard anything like that before. Yeah, I mean, how do you feel about that? <laughs> I, I think it's brilliant. I mean, Makes you, yeah. I, I, you know, I wonder, you know, they were apparently having a conversation, and I wonder how long it took for the response. Right. Really yeah. Long. I don't know. It sort of got that good timing. Yeah. If that if that was you know um, with the quickness, that was beautiful. <laughs> I, think, I think Stanley Kubrick had a certain quickness. He's, yeah. he's an artist. I think a lot about. Um, so yeah, let that guide you. <laughs> <laughs> so I, you, you mentioned pop music, and I'm wondering, yeah. do you think your work relates to pop music or just pop in general in some way? It's just sort of embarrassing, but like at a certain point, like I really got into uh, jazz a little bit. I was listening to a lot of jazz in the studio. I don't know why that's embarrassing, but it was sort of like I was making like kind of like abstract paintings and, and like bopping along and abacting out. It was it was too perfect. Um, but I, I, I'm sort of like interested in the way that it's an, uh, you know opportunities to take up motifs and change them, and they're sort of mutable in that way. And they kind of like are traded off by artists and like and changed. And, um, yeah, but I mean, I think I think like the the scale of the work, and I think there's there's kind of something up about the, the work that I've been doing the last few years. There's like an antiquality, and then just like the way it transitions in and out of you know itself. Yeah, I mean, I think there's sort of like a, a dial twisting, changing sort of thing. Somebody said um, folk music. To me, at one point, they were looking at the work. Folk music. Folk music. I kind of like that. I think there was yeah some quality of the work. So I don't know. I mean, I think about yeah. I, I think in, in kind of musical terms, sometimes someone else said yeah yeah um, like love songs or things like that or that sort of giddy giddy sense of uh, that rush. I'm sort of interested. I think it's somewhat uh, yeah. It, it definitely well could be buried in there, but I think it's disguised somewhat from. I don't want to generalize, but just the palettes you tend to use. Okay. And um, I think um, – I don't mean to cut you off. No, no, go. go. Oh, okay. The – after looking at some of your work, oh. I feel like there's – there's like some of the paintings are night and some of the paintings are day. Uh, yeah, say, say more about that. Like uh, would the night ones be like uh – like darker in palette or like more? Right, the darker ones versus and, – and it seems like there's – I mean, there are some that, that sort of have some gray, so to speak, but I just, like, there's, and it, it the dark doesn't doesn't necessarily, um, not in content, but in just simple palette in some yeah, way. Understood. Yeah, understood. You know, I, I don't want to uh, prescribe too much, but I, I would sort of uh, really insist that the work is, is not, uh, like, Self-expression. I'm, I'm sort of more uh, interested in, uh, like I said, identifying uh, some quality that's, uh, you know, to the individual. 
felt like I'm getting some aspect of myself across or I really need to, you know, what Peter feels you know, about um, this or that. Uh, yeah. I think it more like approaching some universality. I'm sorry, what was that? Uh, it's like a gesturing more towards the general than... Oh, okay. Specific. I mean, like, because, like, some aspect of myself is, you know, it's going to be expressed anyway, in, like, the choice of palette or... You kind of can't help that. Yeah, right? and I'm sort of... Intri- like, again, John's talked about, like, doing that thing that you can't help but do, like the helpless gesture, I think, um, something that he talked about, and I... Excuse me, I think quite a bit about that. And then, like, there's, there's like, that aspect where it's sort of, like, embarrassing, or it's like, what is being reasonable? It's sort of... Um, you sort of see it as the audience is seeing it. But I think getting to that point is really important, where it's, like, a little bit, um, you know, like, a little bit vulnerable. But, yeah, it's like I, I am what I am, and it's sort of going to be borne out in, in the gesture or whatever. So I don't have to worry too much about, about that, because I'll, I'll be there. But I would like, you know, I'd like you to be there, too. I don't want to protest too much. Um, so there's that. So, Peter, uh, do you have any artists you'd like to bring up? Philip, I do. Um, <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to mention uh, some names that are maybe a little less well-known that should be better known, some people that have been important to me, like no, no order of preference or right. living or dead, but um, uh, people that have been important or are currently important, um, Fred Sandbach, um, Susan B. Susan B. is a painter who whose work I love and I think needs to be better known. Um, right. Justin Clifford Brody is a photographer who's uh, also a friend whose work I'm really enamored of. Uh, Joanne Greenbaum is someone who I think yeah. like making some of the best paintings in the last few years. She's really been on it. Uh, Bob Thompson, uh, Rick Briggs, Robert, yeah. Robert Gobert is an artist who uh, is been really important for me. I, I think like the thing that I learned from him, I, I love the work, but it was sort of like you can make the work really, um, you can make really difficult work and it can be sensual and it can be personal. But I think like letting the work be the work and not having to over explain it. I think just like letting it, yeah. letting it sit in its complexity. And, and I think he, he, he really does that. Um, Aaron Drew, uh, Molly Zuckerman Hartung, Stephen Fusby. Uh, Talia Scholes, uh, you know, Lucy Mink, probably look at her yeah. Facebook, she's wonderful, it took me a little right. to see it, um, but I, I, I love having that experience where you sort of learn how to look and, and come to it, um, so I've learned that from her, and I I, I love what she does. Uh, William Staples is someone who I think should be better known, I think he makes like uh, really exquisite small uh, work, he's, he's in upstate New York now, he lives in New York, maybe upstate a little bit. Uh, Claire Grill is uh, someone who's making some of the better paintings right now, I think, in my generation. Uh, Clinton King. I've been looking at Lois Dodd a lot. Nicole Eisenman. Yeah. John Wesley is someone who I always am happy to see. Um, so, yeah, those are some names that have been really, you know, people that have been nourishing, um, who, who I think are not, you know, not necessarily go-to artists. But I think, like, there's so much good... So much good painting and so much good work being made, and it's not yeah. it's not necessarily the people you know the, 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 the headline. I think like the people that get the most attention are the people whose you know, work or that we sort of recognize it from other work. So it's like the people that are off on a, you know a little bit of a strange trip. It's 
it's harder to see it. It's like don't, it doesn't uh, it doesn't announce itself. But I don't know. It takes a while. It takes a while to be seen and to see and to look. But yeah. So those are some names. I appreciate you letting me. Oh, that's great. No, thanks for sharing. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome. Take care, Philip. Yeah. You too. Bye. Bye. Thanks for sticking around. This next song is a song about ice. This is called In This Home on 